Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. My name is Christine Guthrie, and I am still powering through and doing this podcast, even though I woke up not feeling great today. In this podcast, we're seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Our interview this week is with Matt Duffin, the chef de cuisine at Cardwell's in Frontenac. Charlie and I have become close with Matt in the past few weeks because we first met him on Instagram. Surprise, surprise. He actually lives right down the street from us and has been kind enough to cook us a few meals and share produce with us from his amazing garden that he's put together. Matt is a super talented guy who mostly flies under the radar. He works with the impressive Bill Cardwell, who owns a small restaurant empire here in St. Louis. Matt also mentioned that he has had the privilege to work with his father, another person who he admires greatly. Thank you so much for listening, and here's our conversation with Matt Duffin. Let's get this party started. Hey, Matt. Hi. Hi. How's it going, uh, Christine? Uh, Charles? We, we are great. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm enjoying a day off and cool. just got a bunch of stuff done. Ran up to Restaurant Depot and my fridge was empty, so I mm. bought a case of chicken and backed it down. Got some ready for smoking. Got some some ribs for smoking. I like cool. To run my house like a kitchen, you know. Mm. A lot of guys don't uh, eat well. And, yeah. And I've learned after all these years to spend an entire day off. Just spend one day off cooking and prepping, and I can come home in 10 or 15 minutes and have, you know, the sugo that I gave you guys, or biscuits mm. and gravy, or, yeah. you know, smoked chicken and pasta, you know, just, and then be able, now with the garden, be able to just pick one or two veggies out of the garden and have a balanced mm-hmm. meal in 20 yeah. minutes, and it takes, it's two pans, it's not a big cleanup, because yeah. you spend one day making a mess, mm. and then, so that's what I've been up to all day. Yeah, cool. No, you have a cool setup over there, it's, no. it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Not, house kitcheny at all okay what are you what are you gonna pour for us here what'd you bring uh i brought uh two things that are really one that are synergy for me especially on a rough day is jameson industry standard and citywide uh citywide for me because uh, you know you asked me to grab something that represents me but i think this is i really enjoy citywide because of its approach to beer it's like i think it's approachable for everybody like if you grew up in st louis like pre imbev era like and you're like a Bud White, Budweiser drinker, but you're curious about craft beer, this mm-hmm. is a great beer to start because there's a little bit of hops. It's not quite an IPA. For sure. It's malty enough. It'll get you ready for an IPA. Um, mm. But it's also, it's just palatable and it's hoppy and it's sweet. So, mm-hmm. and it goes really well with Jameson. Like, it's just, mm. so. Cool. And mm-hmm. me, I've been all over the city. I love, to, I love my city. Um, so, why not? Cool. Totally. Right. Thank you very much. Can you cool. open me a can, please? Oh, yes. I got fancy nails. Can't ruin it. Oh, did you okay. just get this done? I did. I did. What, today? Yes. I did not know. So I'm I, sorry. I dear. know. Yeah. Heck, it's I'm, all right. a, I'm a horrible husband. Yeah. Oh, all right, sorry. green? Sorry. Like? Greenish? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, salute. Cheers, Cheers. mate. Cheers. Thanks for coming over. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Yes, of course. I didn't uh, do the table slam. Damn. Oh, 
Yes. There, I'll do that. That's Bad right. Okay. <laughs> but as we're all right, let's down this. Matt, tell us who you are. Uh, I'm Matt Duffin. I am the executive sous chef at Cardinals and Frontenac. Um, before that, I was sous chef at West End Grill and Pub for a couple years. Before that, I just spent my life kicking around in and out of St. Louis, cooking. Grew up in the industry. My dad was a restaurant manager. Eventually, mm-hmm. owned his own restaurant for a little bit. Then I. That's how I, I got work, you know? Mm-hmm. He put me to work when I was young. So I've always been in and out of restaurants. I don't think I chose it. It chose me. Uh, my mom and my dad working in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a family thing. My brother works for a big grocery chain running their hot foods department. And then, you know, my sisters work waiting tables. So mm-hmm. uh, who am, that's who I am, I think, you yeah. know? Um, don't have any other ambitions to be anything else now than but to help people who are interested in it learn more and mm. like I am I'm constantly learning oh. uh, I don't consider myself talented in any one area I'm just curious about how things work and food is really great for that um, Marco Pure White you know has a quote I'm gonna jack it all up here but he's talked about a carrot and he said you know carrots gave him you know food has given him appreciation for life you know he's like I can do a million things with a carrot you know but I can't make a carrot I can't you know I can't design a carrot um that I have this that's what food has done for me you know what I mean so it's like I can't I I go in and I learn how things grow you know what I mean like I can do a million things with a chicken but now I'm interested in what a chicken eats and how that affects Mm. flavor things like that and then how I can translate that to in a different approach to the plate in art, um, to, you know, uh, I think that, like one of the opening opening lines of the movie Burnt, um, <laughs> Bradley Cooper's character says talks about his chef that trained him, and he says that um, you know God made the perfect recipes: oysters, apples. It's just up to us to rearrange them, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. I try to understand the perfect recipe mm-hmm. and how I can just rearrange it. You know, it's like there's no reinventing the wheel. It's just everybody has their spin on the wheel mm-hmm. so for sure that's who i am in a nutshell it's me in a nutshell doing my awesome <laughs> um, we don't have our video on unfortunately I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay <laughs> just imagine me imitating austin powers right now everybody knows that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually i used to purposely mess up sayings like that you say i used to say let me spread it out for you in a nutshell <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite one things to say actually. Because then be like, "What?" And then just go and explain like, what's going to say. Yeah. Like, like the old man in uh, Boondock Saints, you know, just like I got to get you a book of proverbs. And he's like, "Why don't you make like a tree?" Get the fuck out of here! Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> seen a movie in a long time. Oh, yeah. They made a sequel, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Actually, that's a weird story. That's how I got the giant praying hand tattoo on my neck. Is I came out of seeing that sequel, and those guys have tiny little praying hands. I was like, "Oh, you know what? Hmm. I want to get a big one." That's what I was inspired from. So how how long ago was that? I don't know, seven years ago, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whenever I mean, the movie came out in like December, whatever year, two thousand ten, maybe two thousand nine, and that's when I got it. I did like all my tattoos are horrible, shitty tattoos. I just get them on a whim, and uh, you know, I have no complex about it. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody's got bad tattoos. Maybe one day I'll make a bunch of money and get some good ones. Yeah, that's all right. Um, when did you sort of develop this idea about, 
like the artistry of the food? Was it at Cardwell's or did it develop before then? Oh, I've always been into art. Yeah. Arts, I, I, food finally just made sense for me as mm. art. Um, you know, I always tried to draw as a kid when I was, I, you know, my grandma was a big influence in my life and I spent a lot of time growing up with her, obviously, because my dad was working, my mom was working. Mm-hmm. But they always had a bar in their basement and they always had a guitar and I would always play what I called bartender band. And I would hmm. like make everybody pretend drinks, and I would walk them out, <laughs> and then I would get on the guitar, and everybody would clap, hmm. you know. And I, I guess I, I, you know, even my aunt told me she, you know, she's a, a playwright, and a, she's actually a published author, and hmm. you know, she told me she's you have an artistic spirit. And it's true. I think I just, I think that's what artists do is they see life and they tell it in another perspective, you know, which is also kind of goes along with. My nickname at work is Jesus, and you know, like, uh, and it has been around town for. Well, a while. you do look like Jesus. Yeah, and and I and I dig it. I dig it, man. Like he was a cool dude, despite what anybody says or thinks about the mysticism or religion. I'm not gonna get into that. Like, if you just take sure. if you just take the words that the guy said, like it's it's a pretty cool, you yeah. know, philosophy to live by. And um, I, you know, I uh, where was I going with that? about art? art oh, stuff. and so, you know, Jesus told things in parables, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's all it was. It was just yeah. explaining life in a way that was reapproachable for different people. And it's that's how I see food. Like, I was the pickiest eater in the world growing up. Like, I Come was here. a yeah. cheese, you know, I couldn't eat anything green, cheese pizza till I was like nine, mm-hmm. you know. And then I got, you know, I grew up a little bit and then I started eating, you know, fast food and double quarter pounders and just horrible food. Oh, yeah, yeah. A terrible palate. Couldn't eat salad. You know, me and my stepmom would fight at the table about, about <laughs> food, and I God love her because you know now I it that became my motivation after a while was how sure. how can I make, how can I make myself enjoy a salad? Mm-hmm. So then it became once I became mm-hmm. able to find a way to make food that I enjoyed, then mm-hmm. I just try to come from a perspective of people who don't enjoy food <coughs> or who don't know enough about food to enjoy it, and that's what I realized that I just mm-hmm. didn't know enough. Like once mm-hmm. I knew more. Like, I was into it, and then it was like, okay, sure. I'm, I, I, I'm in it from, like, its genesis point, you know what I mean? Like, I get it, I get why it's here, I get what it's doing, and now I can take it in a different direction, and, um, you know, art concepts, you know, contrast, you know, like, contrast in color, you know okay. what I mean? Like, you know, if you put red and green next to each other, like, the eyes play a trick on one another, yeah. so it's like, you you aim for that with a plate, you aim mm. for that, you know, you don't want to be, you know, like we, we garnish things in odd numbers. Why? Because even mm. as symmetrical, it's boring. You can look at something symmetrical sure. and pass by it. Sure. But odd is a train wreck. You know what I mean? Odd <laughs> is like five. It's like, okay, why can't I even that out? And you yeah. know, it's weird. Like when you I was even out by eating it. It's hard to- <laughs> yeah. Well, it's even weird. Like I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to eat things in, in, symmetrical number like I would like you know mm. like two bites on the left side or if I ate something on the left side the next one had to be on the well, right I bl- side I believe that's called OCD I have that as well so. oh that's that's what makes the greatest chefs in the world that's why your kitchens are clean and everything's yeah. organized and oh, yeah, labeled yeah. you know so, yeah. Yeah. no I mean you know unchecked OCD has done a lot of people a lot of good yeah. you know um, and noise people around them but uh, you know can actually yeah when harnessed correctly it's a, it's oh, a gift oh I mean my boss God love him you know, I, 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 and a lot of people, I think, you know, from that generation are 60 years of undiagnosed ADHD, you know, like <laughs> he gets so much done, but he just runs around and like, he's able to like, he pulls a detail out of here and there. And mm. it's just like, are you even like, but like all of a sudden, like, you know, you'll be trying to have a, a conversation with him and he'll be like, go get that over there. And I'm like, oh, never mind what I was saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? but, so I think, I think anybody who, um, 
wants to serve someone for a living, you know what I mean? And that's what I, I, I that's what it's called the service industry, you know what I mean? You come mm. in, sit down, let me take care of you. Mm. What do you want to do that? You got to be a little bit OCD because you got to make sure that everything's perfect. Not for you, mm. but like, because you're always worried about the appearance or somebody else's experience in, mm-hmm. in, in what you're hosting. And um, mm. so you're always trying to take in all the details. Sure. Yeah. You know? um, and sometimes sorting that out is not easy. I mean, what is the human brain process? Something like 8 billion gigabytes a second or something mm-hmm. like that. It's, it's something insane. Like mm-hmm. Our brains on a subconscious level run harder than most you know, computer processors. Mm-hmm. So trying to sort out all the data can be hard yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know like you said we harness it we make use of it the people in your lives make use of it for you you know they help you kind of direct the flow of all this untapped energy Mm -hmm. at least for me you know like i just i know i'm i have to be creating i have to be doing something often i i work myself to exhaustion it's just like okay i'm it's two in the morning i have no energy just go lay down like i don't have to fight for sleep Mm -hmm. Get my six hours. I'm up. The yeah. First thing I'm doing is watering my garden, checking the mist. Yeah, yeah there's a term, uh, sentinel intelligence. It's type of intelligence where it's meant to, uh, like, back in the days when we were, you know, hunter gatherers, to be the people who actually could look at things, see signs of danger, or mm-hmm. see signs of things that are good for the group. So that's this idea of where OCD comes from. It's actually was evolved to mm-hmm. make protectors, people mm-hmm. to watch and see things that might happen. No, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely, yeah, I definitely get that. And I think that's why, like, you know, Chef tra- kind of translates to chief, in which mm. basically is kind of like the alpha, you know, mm. and that's that's an alpha quality is mm. to be mm. looking out for things and, mm. you know, and, um, and looking out for mm. the pack, you mm. know, or, you know, the group. And, um, mm. and that's what I'm always doing. I'm always looking for what could go wrong or what could sure. happen, you know, at the same time. Like, not criticizing the people around me, but like, hey, let's think about what we're doing. You sure. know what I mean? Like, this is a good idea, but how can it be a bad idea? Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, all good things, you know, uh, you know, are any medicine too much dosage is a poison. So, like, yeah. I think that transcends to a lot of things in life. You know, you know any, any good thing can become a vice. So, yeah. um, so it's yeah. always good to take a step back and go, uh, all right, yeah. Yeah, I, I used to engage in what I called vice skating. It's basically, I kept, kept doing vices, but each in a little bit of the mouth, but a lot of them. So none of them can really harm me too much. So I do a little bit of any kind of illicit substance or, you know, drinking or some, any kind of thing you're not supposed to do. Uh-huh. I do a lot of them in sequence. So then basically I never got addicted, never got, you know, That's too smart. damaged by something. That's smart. No, I did, I did a lot of that for a long time. And then I think, you know, I think I was at the, the cusp of, of the heroin epidemic when it first started burgeoning in St. Louis. And, and I mean, we all know, especially industry people know like how ravishing that can be. And I think I just kind of got caught up in the physical addiction of it. Like mentally, I was uh, so done with it. I didn't, you know, nobody wants to be, you know, and that's what ends up breaking a lot of people. But um, for me, yeah, it was, it was the physical thing, but you know, I would always try to, you know, Let's not, let's, everything in moderation, everything in yeah. moderation. I wish I would have had a little bit better <laughs> foresight, you know, because also I, as a chef, I do like to splurge on some things, you know, and I like to be, um, I don't know, necessarily over the top, but I like to, mm. to get as much as possible sometimes or, or do it as big as, po- as I possibly can. I really am searching for 
a synonym for, for what I'm trying to say, but there's nothing. Mm. Um, you need to express yourself. Yeah, or, or you know, I need to express my, um, my need for gratification, you know mm. what I mean? Or, like, I get that, I, I, I can hone in on that, that sense mm. of gratification and just expound mm. upon it, you know what sure, I mean? Sure, yeah. Um, but I think, like you said, and again, in any any environment that can be harnessed right you know what I mean now sure. my gratification comes from uh, the sense of a gratified guest like if you guys mm. come in looking for gratification and you get it there's my gratification mm. it's not not me feeling happy my happiness is feeding off of other people's happiness mm. now yeah. where it used to just be about not feeling anything you know sure. what I mean because yeah, yeah. whatever you know we all go through confused stages in our life and I yeah. think that's sure. what your 20s are for yeah. Hopefully just twenties. Hopefully just <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. I'm a firm. I'm a firm believer, and this is where I can turn kind of turn into a prick in the kitchen, especially mm. depending upon your age group. It's like you know, there's certain things you need to know by thirty. There's certain things that you need to have applied to your life by forty. And it's mm-hmm. like if you're not doing that, I'm gonna eat you alive. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm. I try to be a nice guy, but like I think I think is there a certain point of coddling a human being? You know. Yeah, there is, and I think mm-hmm. that's what chefs are notorious for, is like, mm. you know, being mean, and it's like, no, like, we're just not the people who are, who are going to coddle you, because sure. I'm not going to coddle you while you screw up somebody else's experience. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that person wouldn't coddle you for screwing up their experience. That's a person who's paying the bills. That's a person who's paying your bills. You know yeah. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. there's a good balance. You have to learn how to have a good balance with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got fired from a lot of places. <laughs> he was young um, yeah for a good reason yeah because I was younger I was not uh, someone who was very focused not someone who was very uh, you know not someone who was very reliable yeah yeah. and I got older I got wise of that and I started actually doing a good job but uh, yeah yeah. when I was young working kitchens I get the job because someone didn't show up mm-hmm. and I worked there probably about maybe a month or two and then out the door yeah. or they sent me down, down to the basement to wash all those dishes yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, a lot of people, you know, they get mouths on them, or they get yippy. Oh, I, I, got, I got yippy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's... I'll admit it, I was, I was a horrible employee when I was young. It's yeah. horrible. Oh, I, I wasn't the I was a good cook, and that's what was my saving grace, is that I was a good cook. And I was, I was a good employee. I always showed up, you know, I never stayed, so every now and then i you know, come late, because I, you know, dope man was late or whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, but, um... I had a mouth, you know what I mean? I think I, I thought I knew better than everybody because, like, yeah. in a way, I was groomed to raise re- to run restaurants. So I was, mm. you know, like, yeah. thought I knew better than everybody. Sure, yeah. And then I, eventually that, that cost me promotions, and that was the mm. eye opener. I was like, yeah. oh man, this guy who, in my mind, I can cook circles around, you know, he is taking a position that I should have. Why? Because he's more mature and he's more prepared for it. Sure, yeah. Like really, once you once you get far enough in it, you understand that the cooking is the secondary part of it, mm-hmm. and that where it comes into that what we were just talking about, you know, being the alpha and being and having the OCD and being able to see things. And then once I kind of tapped into that, I was like, oh man, like I had to, uh, I had to take a, a good hard look at myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then then I took a look at the guy who got me into this, and that was my dad. And I looked at how he was, and I was like. I started emulating that a whole lot more. My dad's real cool, calm, and he doesn't like he can he can put somebody in their place, but he's not like he he just doesn't shoot off his mouth about himself. Mm. I think it it, it was a you know I mean my dad was never the best looking guy or anything like that, but you know he was he's smart. He has that that 
I see things and I, I'm aware kind of thing, and so I started to try to emulate that because, you know, that's, I, I was around it as much as I could, so. And, and my dad, you know, he figured out how to, to work his way up the ladder and, mm. and get somebody's respect and have somebody mm. trust him and trust him with their money and trust mm. him with their life and sure. all these things, you know, so. Um, so that's what I work on now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like accountability, man. Sure. Accountability. I think that, you know, this, I don't want to use the word generation, but this age group, because we're all part, you know, generation is overused. Generations, we're all part of a generation. We can, we define generation by the word, by, by the technology we have now. Yeah. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're the first generation to do that. <laughs> so I think this, this, up, like, there's a, a lack of accountability you know and and you there's a lot of articles on the internet about finding good cooks and keeping good cooks and Mm -hmm. i think that's what it is it's like we just need to 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 breed a a culture of of accountability and you know and it doesn't have to be just in the kitchen you know i think what you guys are doing is like you're accountable for the little area you have you're accountable for st louis you're accountable for southampton and you do what you can to make it better do you know what I mean? And you're aware yeah. of what's going on, and you're aware of who the people are and what they're yeah. doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that, to me, is huge. Sure. You know. Yeah, there's a very big shortage of leaders nowadays, like yeah. people who are willing to step up, willing to take complaints from people, willing to make mistakes. You know, like uh, in even St. Louis, like number of people running for office is very low. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty much a national thing as well. Yeah. And so that's one problem we have: that very few people are actually willing to feel willing to complain about it. Say, oh, the politi- oh, yeah. political system is broken. Mm-hmm. Like, all these people are just liars and cheats, but they won't run for office. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they themselves try to get away with some of the same thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's easy to point a finger, but every yeah. time you point when you got three pointing back at yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oftentimes, we see the flaws in others that we have in ourselves. Yeah. You know what I that's mean? That's why so, we pointed out. It's mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, that's why we do that, because we're trying to get ourselves to listen, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I think I believe in the genuine good of everybody. So I think that it's just like you know, it's like there's a lack of good communication out there, and mm-hmm. and you know, we live in the age of gratification. We live in the age of cell phones and selfies, mm-hmm. and, and and that you know that mm-hmm. that's a different kind of of personality change. You know, it, it, like it doesn't want to make you accountable because. You know, if you make enough money and you have enough stardom, you don't have to be accountable. Mm. You know what I mean? If you have enough level of fame, it's like, oh, accountability's out the window. And so, like, that's the aspiration now. Whereas before you had a lot of that stuff, it was just about, you know, how can I settle down and have my own little something to call my own? You know, some people are just genuinely interested in activism. It's not having their own thing, but going out and supporting what other people are doing. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? You have a lot less of that because you have people trying to get likes and, you, you know. Oh, we know that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so I, you know, I, you know, I post stuff because I want people to like it, but I don't, it's not what drives me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand. It's a tool. You know what I mean? It's how to reach people. It's how to get your message out to people. It's how mm. to exchange gifts with other people you know we yeah. all have our own talents and you guys have your talent and i have my talent and it's it's mm-hmm. serendipitous that you know we're neighbors now because they link up you mm-hmm. know what yeah. i mean so i'm a big firm believer in like attracts like so mm-hmm. there's this why we're sitting here um, yeah and uh, but like i think if more people thought like that we would have a lot more accountability mm-hmm. yeah well i think for human beings we're doing pretty good 
<laughs> I, I, have to, I have to yeah. agree. I'm not a nihilist by any means. <laughs> I definitely believe in in that, you know, if you really look back, you know, like, everyone's like, oh, it's so violent and it's always war. And it's like, it's always been violence and war. Like, mm-hmm. even, yeah. like even the books you base your belief system <laughs> yes. on are full of rape stories and yeah. killing stories and, that's and slavery sh- and, and just, sl- yeah. it's to show you that we are getting better yeah, you we know are. what I mean we yeah. are getting better yeah, actually uh, violence is going down crime's going down across the whole world like war is actually going down less people per capita are killed by war or crime or starvation or poverty it's actually getting better I think it's getting worse but we're just more aware of when things go wrong now yeah no and I, I think that's a great thing and, and you know like the internet gives us that perspective it gives yeah. that it gives us that outsider perspective you yeah. know what I mean like it's like that, you know, it's the eye in the sky that we all pray to or worship to. We can mm. actually see what we look like from mm. that eyeball, yeah. you know, yeah. if you just, if you have the capacity for empathy, I think. Mm. Well, I think yeah. just now humanity is starting to look in the mirror. Yeah. And now realize what we really are. I think it's going to be painful. It's gonna, we're going to feel stupid and apish and like oafish, but then we're gonna, that's going to have a chance to grow. You know, and yeah, and then we're going to really do amazing things. I hope. And that's what that's that's the creative process, and that's what being an art artist is about. It's about yeah. going, like you know, I make this crude thing. Like I go back in my Instagram and I look at food that I did four years ago, and I feel <laughs> apish, and I feel <laughs> oafish, and oh, yeah. I just want to trash it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like you know, but that's what got me here now. You know, it's like you know, like and then I met the right guy who said you know precision and refinement. You know mm. what I mean? Those two words, two words. Mm huge game changer for me, you know, like, do your best, and then go back and look at what you did, and figure out how you could have done it better, and like, we live in that age as human Mm. beings, it's like, we can go out, and have a good time, and, or whatever, and just do things, Mm. and record it all, and then come back together, and have a moment, and go, this is how we could have done it better, but like, we can do that for almost, you know, however long we've been a society, you know, societal as creatures now, and go, look, we've been killing, we've been, you know, whatever you know mm. not good things how can we change this yeah and what can we do to change this and how can we reach out to one another? how can we communicate to one another about how we feel about these things yeah yeah, yeah that's that's something to even more to look forward to you know yeah. what i mean once you have the understanding that we just discussed yeah yeah I love this. Yeah, I know we've got way off restaurant topic, but that's no, yeah, no but it's, it's not all always restaurant topics. I mean, right. uh, eating and cooking is all about biology. We have to eat to live, and right. things that we eat, we're living creatures, and it's mm-hmm. just uh, it's all this continuing pattern that uh, being aware of it may seem difficult and frustrating. That we know we killed a pig to eat this, or we killed some area of land to make this kind of stuff we, we're eating. But once we're aware of that, there can be more beauty after that. I think, yeah, and more appreciation, mm-hmm. yeah, more gratitude. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, uh, just like, uh, you know, when Chris McKenzie had his hog roast the other day and those wannabe PETA people showed up, it's like, you don't even realize what you're protesting. Like, those dudes completely celebrated the life of that animal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there is organic material left that we can use for sustenance. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to just go to waste. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. There's so many wonderful, beautiful things, and somebody can spend their life growing and learning and and you know for me like cooking is meditative like I love a good quiet kitchen where I can just I can go through the motion Mm. it's very in the um you know the ideology of yoga you know what I mean where it's Mm. like this is a vehicle of meditation for me Mm -hmm. while I'm going Mm. through these physical motions Mm. I'm completely detached from them 
because mm -hmm. I've done, you know, I've, they're repetitive for me at this point. Now I can think about, you know, politics. I can think about, sure. you know, you know, quantum physics. I can think of, you know, these are things, I can literally, yeah. these are things I think, I think about string theory. I think about quantum physics. I think about, you know, multidimensional things, you know, yeah, like, totally. like that while I'm doing this thing that is right here, right now. I have my most brilliant thoughts in my life while chopping onions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just like, um, I think back when, something I think of myself, I, I'm a programmer. I've been doing that for like 20 years. Yeah. Working with computers, doing web design, uh, doing making web applications. I'm going right. to move to mobile development soon, but it's like, they used to have all my mind. Right. Back when I was working kitchens, and when every time I was a bartender for a while, I mean, I thought about other things. Yeah. I just think of man, I wish I had a better job, make more money, yeah, I could do better things in my life. You know, I had better thoughts back then. Mm. You know, when I was just kind of existing and mm -hmm. doing things. And, you know, I say, like, me, like, watching out for stuff. You know, pay, well, I could pay better attention. I would have kept, the jobs, kept my job then. Right. But, um, but, no, I had just these brilliant thoughts I thought back then. Maybe because I was younger. You right. know, maybe because I was vice skating. But whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe it was, um, I don't know, there's something about that. About, you know, when you're cooking, you're just kind of existing some ways mm. yeah. no yeah no uh, you know I, I have no qualms about hiding the fact that I'm a convicted felon and have a little <laughs> bit of time for drugs you know yeah. I was stupid enough to keep getting caught you know that's, that, 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 was, that was my biggest crime I was stupid enough to keep getting caught time for but, a career change yeah. but but yeah <laughs> but like what what it made me realize is you know like you said we're just existing is that we're all just doing time you know what I mean like we're all just like we don't know our 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 release date but we're all just like <laughs> yeah. you know like you know like yeah. you know we were just talking about chess you know what I mean like I would just play chess or play cards to pass the time and you know mm. each day kind of ran into one another mm. and eventually I got to leave yeah that's kind of how this is but you know like there's a lot cooler stuff out here yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and, yeah. and there's a lot cooler more positive things and I, sure, what, yeah. I re what I realized what got me there was a creative block you know what I mean? I was blocked creatively, and that I was using drugs to numb out the feeling of that block, the disappointment of that block. Yeah. And that's that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. What What's really great is that you know guys with some some sway in the business and some swag they they're coming out. You know, Anthony Bourdain shed a light on it, and then Sean yeah. Brock just quit drinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I feel more creative than ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. It's like. It's so, like everybody has a creative drive, you know what I mean? If yeah. you go to the Judeo Christian belief of, you know, you're created the image of a creator, well, it's like, yeah, you were created to create. Like, mm -hmm. just like keep forwarding yeah. the, the, the stream, the process, the vine, yeah. the branch, whatever. Yeah. So, like, now I just open myself up to that, and it's just, yeah. God, you know, like, what can I get out there and create today? Yeah. Um, yeah. questions oh yeah. yeah i i have a list of like cooking and food questions and then random questions oh okay. man you've said so many things yeah let's see what what let's get back to cooking and food let's for a do minute. that yeah. okay so I, when i drink i tend to get philosophical no no i'm that's like i said I'm, i don't cook anything i don't I, you know i think about cooking but i think about philosophy that's why i like yeah um so yes do you have a special food or cooking memory from growing up 
Uh, definitely my first memory of burning myself. My dad was doing a catering job. Uh, and I was like 13. I No, I wasn't even 13 yet. I don't know. I was standing in a milk crate and I like grabbed a, a, a you know, a top a handle and it was ripping hot and I burned my hand real good. Uh, there's another one that I consider my first good burn. And, uh, this is, this is my fun. first good burn. This is this is awesome. So you guys remember, like you know the fajita sizzler, cast iron skillets. Like, yeah. Nobody really does them anymore. Yeah. but it used to be a thing. So yeah. like my dad's restaurant was a Tex-Mex restaurant, right on the mm. like the cusp, the dying end of that whole thing. Yeah. And this is towards the end of his restaurant, and we used to, him and I used to work the line like every weekend together. So that's yeah. another great memory. It was like, and that's a lot of guys in my profession got to say they did their their passion with their father mm. you know mm. what I mean like those so that's that's a big thing for me mm. yeah and that's also it goes back to the Jesus thing because Jesus was carpenter's dad was a carpenter <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I I I fire this cast iron and this thing is white hot like it's not hot yeah. it's metal that has turned almost white mm. it's radiant mm. and I, I line up the board in the window so that the server can carry it out and it sits on the table and I go to, I drop everything on there. It's smoking. It's sizzling. I don't have a towel in my hand. Heck. And I grabbed it and I turned around and I did like a ninety degree turn before I realized what I was doing. I hurried up and I like dropped it. Mm. And I put it like I got it to the window and I, you know, that thing hit the table. But I had the imprint of a cast iron wow. skillet in my hand Damn. like right here the whole for like a month. And my dad, you know, I'm like, I'm freaking out. I've never hurt myself this bad in like. 16 years of existence like nothing has ever hurt this bad and i i can't go sit down like that that's not allowed there's no crying in baseball so i i, I luckily i had a sink like two feet away so I'm like running cold water the whole time and yeah. servers are putting like ice in it for me and oh, so i'm just like doing this, nice, and doing, doing this and doing this and doing this and you know uh-uh. and as soon as the rush clears my dad walks off the line and I, I lost my shit. If sure. this was anybody but my dad, I would have been fired. <laughs> like, I, mother F this, you yeah. piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then I like, I, I walked out. I was like, I'm going home. This yeah, is yeah. too bad. I can't clean. You clean this by yourself. Yeah. So that is probably one of like the most predominant cooking memories for mm. me. Is that, yeah, I think that, that, that wow. sticks out. Yeah. Because it, it, it encompasses so much. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, I haven't seen, but lines here from pizza ovens. Yeah, but um, Baby yeah. burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I uh, well, that's bad. Some people, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But um, I used to have this, I used to have this macho thing about trying to pluck things out of the fryer. Mm-hmm. I worked at a place called the uh, called uh, Benny's Tap, and they had ten cent wing nights. Yeah. And have some all these little wingies like chop, chop in half, throwing these like twenty fryers. Yeah. Maybe that many orders, these big row tickets. And I, sometimes there'd be one stuck in there, and we just kind of stuck at the bottom. I would just go, yeah, and just plug it right out, and put it right down. So, and it would do it so quickly. It actually, I never. I don't think it burned me. I could be wrong about that, but um, maybe it's just you know. I didn't use that as a couple beers back there, but still. No, no. I've, I've, hey, we uh, when I first got into beer batter, well, there was one time I can remember coating my hand. If you coat your hand in enough flour and enough beer batter. You can fry your hand for about 15 seconds before you feel the heat. (laughs) (laughs) Party trick, you guys. Don't try that at work. Because my hands have been covered with chicken grease, 
and like flour and hot sauce stuff like that. So yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had protection, you know, and then you, know, you get numb for a while. Wow, 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 wow. This is like an episode of Mythbusters right there. I know. This is great. Um, Don't try this at home, kids. Um, yeah. I did hear a story one time of a guy who fell back in a fryer. Ooh. And like his hand went in, and as soon as he put it in ice water, like he pulled it out. And there was just like a snake skin that looked like his fucking his oh. hand, his, you know. Oof. Heck, mm. yeah, that's uh. rough. That's rough. Uh. Uh. Okay, next. Uh, I'm gonna get off burns. Yes, yes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little more sentimental. I don't know. Um, when you think of the word successful, who comes to mind for you? Um, my dad and mm. probably my boss, Bill Cardwell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Those are two guys who just mm. like they epitomize success for me. Uh, my dad, because like he to me he's just kind of like this nobody from nowhere, mm. and now he's uh, vice president, pro, vice president of a successful business brokerage. Mm. Uh, when cool. when you know our restaurant went under, mm. uh, the guy who helped him buy the restaurant at, gave him a job, and then within like two years he had sold more businesses than anybody in the company ever mm-hmm. and he did it all predominantly just doing restaurants mm-hmm. then he went and learned a bunch of other businesses and learned how to sell those and then mm-hmm. like you know his boss wow. loves him and has made him the vice president mm-hmm. awesome uh bill cardwell for me is a guy who uh rolled into town and changed the game like a lot of people don't realize like there was really no farmer's market Bill Carwell. Bill Carwell came into town and he searched out local farmers and those guys didn't even know how to get food into town, didn't know wow. how to organize all that. Didn't know that. Wow. So a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's not like he's not gonna be the guy to go out and tell you, but I've overheard him kinda you know, you be you, you hang out and running somebody enough. Like I spend sixty hours a week with this guy for mm-hmm. forty, fifty, you know what I mean? He leaves, I get to stay for the other twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's there seven days a week and he's sixty six years old. That mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's a different kind of success for me mm-hmm. because a lot of people get burnt out. For sure. yeah, a lot yeah. of people get really burnt and like, like, they can't even work that, like, like one day like has yeah. them you know icing down their knees and all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. how old is that restaurant? That's been there almost twenty five years, but wow. he's, you know Clayton opened in eighty seven, so that if mm-hmm. he's still like Clayton, that'd be thirty years. Yeah, he's owned restaurants, but he rolled into town. And opened Bristol at Seafood in like 1981. Really? Yeah. Cafe in oh. Union Station in 1984. Mm-hmm. He's from he's from Vermont. Like he's not mm-hmm. he's not a, he's not a local. Mm-hmm. But he he cares enough that he has changed the local scene and he's made it possible for sure. for guys like me to come up. Wow. And uh, you know it's just the the way that you measure success is by how many people come behind you that are successful and Mm -hmm. I forgot who did an article it might have been RFT or one of the food magazines that you know they talked about him being the godfather and they talked about his reach and they showed the Mm. globe and guys who were trained (laughs) and where they'd gone on to work for Bill Cardwell Mm -hmm. and like and it's true it's like if you really want to get serious about food in this in this town it was you know 15 years ago you had to go work for Bill or you had to go stage there you had to do something Mm. you know what I mean and it, and it really is like you know I, I look at him like a godfather I feel like I got, mm. I've got his blessing now you know wow. and it's like I, I, once he puts his trust in you you feel it and wow. you feel like you can take on anything mm. and as far as you know the restaurant business is concerned because he's such a huge wealth of knowledge like you, you absorb shit you don't even realize you absorb until like mm. somebody's talking about something one day and you're just regurgitating something that that man mm. said mm. yeah you're like wow so, for me, the reason why I say he's successful is because of how many good cooks he's trained. Like, um, 
Hmm. One of my favorite restaurants right now is, it's a split restaurant. It's Smith and Loyalist by a guy named John Shields who worked at Cardwell's and he worked at Sydney Street Cafe and now he owns the hottest Michelin starred restaurant in Chicago. It wow. just opened and within the first year it got a Michelin star. So wow. like it's guaranteed to probably get two by next year. Hmm. He's getting ready to work with Sean Brock. He's hmm. like he like anybody who's anybody like in the East Coast part of the business or the West Coast part of the business is paying attention to what Shields hmm. is doing. Hmm. And that guy learned a lot of his fundamentals at the same kitchen that I work in. Wow. You know, so it's that's why that's what I consider success is not what you accumulate, but like what you put out there, you know, yeah. and how that comes back to you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the whole like uh, Jesus thing we're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, God doesn't want other followers, doesn't want followers, he wants other creators. Right. That's why he made us yeah. to make things that he yeah. doesn't, it doesn't have time to make, but he wants to see the tradition continue. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't want lukewarm, you know what I mean? Hmm. That's yeah. what, and that's why, like, I always tell, you know, cooks who just come in and get, who are, who are just there for a paycheck, like, you're in the wrong kitchen. Hmm. You want to work with me, like, <laughs> I'm going to be in you. Like, I don't want hmm. you just here for a paycheck. I want you yeah. passionate about this. Because yeah. I want you under, I want you, I, like, I, want, I can't give you the experience that I've had from food, but I want you to get a similar one. Hmm. I want yeah. you to gain a different appreciation for life. Like, you're not just in here for a paycheck. You're helping somebody, you're, you know, like, you could feed some the guy who cures AIDS tomorrow. You don't know that. True. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And while you might think your life is insignificant and everything in your life is going wrong, like you just provided fuel for the guy who saved ten million lives potentially. Sure. So, it, but you know, you know, the love you make is equal to the love you take. So if you put enough love into what you do, it's gonna come back to you. And like I'm, I'm at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I've put it in, and now I'm sitting here with you guys. You guys are interested enough in what I'm doing to talk to me. So, like, you guys are great for me because it's a reflection of where I'm at. Word. Totally. So then let's talk a little bit about Cardwalls because, all right, so you guys, you've been around, you know, years and years and years. It's kind of flying under the radar, but tell us shout-outs of people you work with who you think don't get the attention they deserve. Oh, by far, first and foremost, uh... Definitely Mike Lickert. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a dude who's been with Bill for like 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, since he was like 14 years old. Uh, just a talented kid. Real humble. Down to earth. Mm-hmm. He likes pure, clean flavors. Um, mm-hmm. Just, he's a hard worker. He's the rock, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. I know I can count on Matty. You know, I come mm-hmm. in, he's got shit done. And if, if yeah. I need to work out a creative idea that I have... But he needs to like. But we need to get shit done for the menu for the shit mm-hmm. that we are selling right now. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's done. I know Matt's got it. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it. He's just young enough that his time is gonna come. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Who else at Cardwell's is doing? Cool. I mean, Brooksy, his daughter. You know what I mean? Mm. She kind of. She's, she's a good manager. She's learning how to do it. She's, you know, worked for her dad for a long time. So I think that her time, is gonna come. Mm-hmm. And she's she understands the business. She understands the front of the house aspect. Um, let's see. There's just a whole slew of people that have been there. You know, uh, a guy named James Schoenbeck. He's been there for nine years. Like that's what's great about Cardwell's is there's people who have been dedicated to that place for mm-hmm. a long time. Christine Seitz. She worked with the the cooks who trained me, and she got trained by some of the same cooks who left and then and then trained me at other places. And I come mm-hmm. back and you know this guy and you know this guy and <laughs> mm-hmm. so um, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... I mean, it's rare to see in St. Louis. A lot of people hop around, so... It's getting to that point, and that's that's kind of what, like, if I can digress on Cardwell's for a little bit of why you said under the radar, is that mm-hmm. it used to be the spot. Mm. For sure, well, yeah. But it got to be that he was such a big fish in a small pond that everybody else realized that they could expand the pond. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, just even in that parking lot alone, there's been three restaurants to open since yeah. he's opened. Mm-hmm. So that takes away from our business, mm-hmm. right? Mm. That takes away from foot traffic. Sure. But it's, they're, you know, they're not the same level of restaurant, but you mm. know, in that time, Gerard came in and opened Niche. And Mac Lickert, who I was just talking about, he went to stage at Niche after he went to school, and he left Cardwell's to work, you know, for Gerard twice. So that happened, you know, and then other guys, other names, you know, then Kevin came in and, and, and opened Sydney and, mm. and, you know, Chris Bolliard started at Cardwell's before he worked at Sydney Street. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's little things like that. Like, those guys all went through the, that door, and they all got that experience um, of, of so, like, the pond just got bigger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that we fell under the radar. It was yeah. just like, it. it's a staple at that point. It's like, it, yeah. it became known as, like, that special occasion place where it wasn't, it just wasn't in the pulse. It didn't have the buzz that it used to have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which, mm-hmm. you know, the food's still great. I still, I will argue up and down all day. You know, I have one of the best menus in town. Mm-hmm. Whether 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 it's getting all the press that it needs or doesn't. And then it also got to a point, too, that it didn't need the press. So, you know, like, sure. the, like without naming names, like, we know the magazines. Like, mm-hmm. when they started, like, Bill didn't need to spend a whole bunch of money to advertise with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Other people did, and that's how, and that happened, and that's good. That was good for St. Louis because yeah. you know, like nobody wants a monopoly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm fortunate for the opportunity that I have to go there and the time that it's there. I don't think that I would have worked there well. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had a mouth, and Bill has a personality, <laughs> and so that wouldn't have clashed. But now where we're at, where he's calmed down at sixty, and I'm calmed down at you know thirty three, like. Like, like we're like father and son you know so because yeah. of, of you know he grew up in the business and he has a son that grew up in the business and daughter that grew up in the business and so it's it's very family oriented when we go to work t- with each other every day yeah. but um, you know like I said it's not that it really fell off the radar it's just that the radar got bigger mm-hmm. and, and so our blip wasn't as big <laughs> as it used to be well sure. said yeah. I like that alright <laughs> Uh, then I'm going to ask you about, I guess, other places around town. Oh. Do you, do you, yes. <laughs> Nothing bad. Uh, do you have any meals or dishes or drinks or beers that you think people should know about? That I should know about? Yes, or that they should know about, that you've had recently. I'm going to, I'm really bad at this because I don't get out as much as I should mm-hmm. because really there are some people who surprise me. I, I think I just have my eye kind of in a different direction. And it's not as locally, it's about trying to get the kind of recognition here, so I try to imitate what's going on in other places, but mm-hmm. um, I was really surprised with the talent in the front of the house at Retreat Gastro Pub lately, mm-hmm. when I went there. There's a surprising amount of talent there. Um, let's see. Oh, here's one. Narrow Gauge Brewery. Hmm. They don't distribute. They're trying to get to the point where they're distributing. And actually, the beer that I have sitting in my fridge at home, well, sitting, doing its 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 bottling process, which we just bottled it the other day, is in the fashion of what they're doing. It's an IPA. It's East Coast IPA. They're super hazy. Mm-hmm. They brew with oats. 
so that they kind of have this like murky look to them but they're sweeter mm. and they're not as malt there's less malt mm. um those guys are killing it those guys mm. are doing great beers are and they local yeah wow yeah and uh they're 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 on this tr- this milkshake trend like mm. these milkshake beers that are huh. grilled with th- this certain like like lack lactose yeast i think i don't know mm. like, i'm just getting into brewing and my roommate drew kylie who's another kid at cardwell's who's mm-hmm. way off the radar and he's an up-and-coming kid mm-hmm. um you know it's a kid who's cooking but his his, his real passion is beer mm-hmm. so he's kind of started mm-hmm. brewing at ferguson to get us some mm-hmm. experience cool. he's a metric brewer experience he did a few years at o'fallon cool. and he's always worked for bill his whole mm-hmm. life in kitchens um he turned me on to narrow gauge and that whole milkshake beer mm-hmm. thing like there's guys I don't know if you guys know but there's a whole like underground thing an internet thing where guys trade beers like you know craft beers mm. it's a big deal mm-hmm. and a lot of people are really interested in these milkshake beers that are coming out of I've never heard of those before Gage. well the huh. first beers were uh, milk beers yeah 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 milk because milk will ferment yeah you know lactose will help ferment like one of my favorite things is is fermented peppers and mm. you need mm. you need lactose Hmm. Or you know, like uh, the right amount of lactose will get. Hmm. Where is Narrow Gauge located? Google. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. All like, right. like, like my my roommate Drew goes and he brings them home, and I'm like, these okay. are delicious. Well, that's why. Yeah. All right. Wow. Cool. Interesting. Hmm. Well, we have an adventure to plan. Yes. Yeah. Hey, okay. I'll come along. We'll do a week Great. stuff, and a chef named Sue goes. Let's to do it. Gauge. Yeah. Cool. All right. Any other places? Um, if not, that's fine. I think that people should know about. Or like a dish or something you've had. Or a cocktail or a beer. Besides the one we just mentioned. No, I don't get it out enough, man. I think that, you know what? I think that people in St. Louis need to get to Kansas City more. And I think that there needs to be more interstate love between Kansas City and well, there is There's a great food and drink scene around there. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And, and, and all, all the real, like... Big time, front of the house people, Natasha, and Matt Sider, they all have connections in in mm. Kansas City. Yeah, Jay Rieger yeah. makes some amazing uh, liquors. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like my favorite restaurant in Missouri is Bluestem. Like I, I would mm-hmm. rather drive three hours to Bluestem mm-hmm. than go to Quincy, where I love the banh mi. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and like I know Chef Matt who runs Quincy, and I've known all the guys who run Quincy. I think those places are great, but like for me eating locally is is the like the Seinfeld theory of dating somebody you've dated before mm. and you know it's like two magicians hanging out you know what I mean like oh you pulled a rabbit out of a hat I pulled yeah. a rabbit out of a hat <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's not that I don't like what other people are doing I do I really like that like I really like people pushing the scene in St. Louis yeah. it's just that like I, also I steal with my eyes and ears man like I don't want to go to your place and get inspired by your dishes because I don't want people to see me stealing your stuff mm. because I know mm. you're stealing stuff too. Sure. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, I would rather just get together and cook together than me come and eat at your place mm. or like, let's hang out on a day off. Like you guys know, I like to cook at home. Like, yeah. hey, mm. you know, hit me up on Facebook messenger and like, mm. Hey man, let's just hang out and cook. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Instead of you coming into my place and posting that you were here or whatever, like that's <laughs> like, like, that's like, that, not, that's really just not my thing. You know, like I'm also kind of a private guy. Like I really, I enjoy my mm. own cooking. You know what I mean? Who do I think you should go eat? I think you should go eat Matt Duffin's food. 
You know mm. what I mean? Because I don't think enough people know about Matt Dufferin's food. Yeah, that guy is a very interesting character. Message right here. him. He'll he'll yeah. invite you to his house. And, and that's true because the guy know, looks like Jesus. Yeah. And, and and you know I like to keep it home. Like I cook good food. I enjoy my food. Your food's really good, by the way. Thank you. Everything we eat from you has been just amazing. Yeah. And that's that's what I love to hear. And that's just, that I cook to hear that. You know what I mean? And and I cook so that people can who like to cook go. Oh man, I might I might adapt that into what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that my legacy can come mm-hmm. and live on through other people yeah. who go on to do great things. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know what? Just get out and try St. Louis. Do what you know what. Do what you guys are doing. Don't go and pick up the local publication. Just go to that place that you drove by and check mm-hmm. it out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just appreciate that there's somebody back there that is doing it. Mm-hmm. You know to to get by or because mm-hmm. we've all done things that we don't enjoy to get by. But we learned something from them, yeah. you know. Um, so just get out there, get out there and try St. Louis. I think I just have like two questions left for you. I'm gonna wrap it up. Unless is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we didn't ask you? Not yet. I not, might have forgotten. Not yet. Mm-hmm. We'll have to yeah, maybe man. do a round two sometime. Yeah. Okay. Um, Matt, tell people where can they find you in person and online? Oh, online, chef named Sue, uh, or you know that's. That's that's one of the things that I want to get to. Um, yes. So when I was at, Tell us. so a lot of people don't know that I am actually Monarch alumni, mm. but I was on mm. not the closing end of Monarch alumni. I was opening end. Mm. When, so when my dad's restaurant closed and he got in the, the brokerage business, he helped Aaron and Jeff get into the old Bobby space, and I was one of the first hires at Monarch because I had an in. You know what I mean? Not because mm. I was talented. Sure. Uh, that's where like my eyes were open to a lot of things mm-hmm. but uh, the chef there Brian at the time was a Johnny Cash fan and I always wanted to wear a black chef coat in the kitchen you know? mm-hmm. so once I left there I started wearing black chef coats um, and then I ended up at Western Grill and Pub and mm-hmm. which is partnered by a couple guys and one of them his name is Bennett Schaefer great local drummer which I'm also a huge fan of the local music scene that's another thing that people yeah. Say, yeah. Like don't appreciate Louis, yeah don't appreciate is that you can go to like a local bar and hear really good music for free or next to nothing yeah they don't appreciate that their local musician can get a gig and can earn a living just playing covers like that's not a big thing in a lot of towns mm-hmm. like local musicians just playing covers and singing for their supper yeah is not a real thing yeah so but Bennett's hugely successful he's right now he's with Jeremiah Johnson band before mm-hmm. he was um in a band called Fairchild. He was rated the best drummer in St. Louis. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. Anyway. So one <laughs> night we're all super... He's in a Johnny Cash cover band at the time called One More Round. And they were like the second best rated Johnny Cash cover band in the nation at that time. A mm. uh, guy named Bill Farnes who does a great Johnny Cash impersonation. Um, was the lead singer. And we're all hammered on the Super Bowl and I'm in my black Jeff Coden and I'm the sous chef. Mm. at his restaurant he goes you know what you are you're a chef named Sue <laughs> and I was like that's a f- internet handle that's yeah, a, that, boom. that boom so right immediately I started an Instagram and a Twitter handle and I changed my email address to this why why do you know where a boy named Sue came from I, I knew yeah yeah it's a song about like basically his father named that but where who, but who wrote it 
It wasn't. It wasn't. It was him? not the man Cash himself. Really, Shel Silverstein wrote that song. What? Shel Silverstein. Huh. I've never known that. It was actually as Shel Silverstein wrote dirty comics for Playboy back in the day. Huh. Shel Silverstein was like a bohemian. He was a really cool cat. Wow. But like my grandma, like, like this is the artist in me. Like, turned me on to Shel Silverstein when I was like a kid, and like I could recite Shel Silverstein poems like photographic memory like I can mm. just go for days mm. and so when I found that out like a boy named Sue became my favorite Johnny Cash song wow so when somebody's like you're a chef named Sue I was like, yeah. it all just it was just wow. like full circle like stacking vocals on, you know what I mean in, huh. a, in recording a track it was just like oh <laughs> man everything is layered you know what wow, I mean wow. it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Wow. nice I did not know that that's mm, amazing I, I, I used to be a major Cash fan myself yeah um but yeah, wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. I guess we're all just vessels for something else. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody's going to Google this right now. I'm going to be yeah. so wrong. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna... not true. <laughs> You're so wrong, dude. No. <laughs> okay, but they can find you. Either it's way. a chef named Sue, chef but named not S-U-E. It's S-O. S-O-U-S, like sous chef. There you go. So yeah. chef like Sue. Um, also, I've been doing home catering for a long time. I'm linked up with my friend who's a local musician named Scott Bryant. We have a small catering concept, which I can't say the name of. But if you contact me, um, we will come to your house. He will play two 45-minute sets of music, or he will hire whatever musician you want, or we can find it. I'll cook a couple courses of food in between. So, like, we're trying to gain some traction with that. We've done some gigs, but we don't have anything, like, solid put together because... We're both artists. We're always into like, oh, I'm going to do this project. I'm going to do that project. So it's, it's like one of those things, you know what I mean? It's like maybe the universe will align to where we can do that Mm -hmm. to the degree that we want to do it. But um, if you're really interested in something like that, just, just find me at, you know, on Facebook, Matthew Graham Duffin or a chef named Sue on Instagram. Uh, My Twitter's up there, but I never checked that Um, Email chef named Sue one at Gmail. I own both, but I forgot the password of the first one. So <laughs> Heck, put that one behind it. That's fine. All right, and then you're at Cardwell's a lot. I've, I'm there uh, <laughs> Wednesday through Sunday, mm. like uh, eleven thirty noon to close. And this is in Plaza Frontenac. In Plaza Frontenac, mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I'm there, but you know that's that's Bill's spot. Everybody knows Bill, yep. man. So, mm. but if you want to come and try my food, like I do have influence mm. on the menu. He respects my opinion. Um, I'm definitely responsible for a lot of the plating. Um, that's my thing, you know. It's the hard thing, so. Cool. cool. Good deal. Then, all right, last question for you. Do you have anything for the folks listening to us, any asks or requests of them? <sighs> anything at all? Just be good to one another, man. Just treat treat everybody the way you want to treat yourself. Um, and you know what I do is serving people every day so I ask that you go out there and you serve somebody you know just do something outside of yourself I mean even if it even if it requires just you giving a gift that you're good at you know um, give your gifts away and and you know take your talents and make sure people go out there and enjoy them and go in and appreciate somebody else's talent you know take the time to do that in your life um it will enrich your life fully. Whether or not you eat my food, you know, that's gonna be indifferent. I just I just go out there and have a positive impact on the world. You know, uh, my theory 
on life is make the world a better place than you found it. So go out there, just make the world a better place than you found it. Great. That's it. Love it. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, would you consider giving this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It would be really helpful to us to help get the word out about what we're doing. If you would like to help underwrite our show by becoming a We Eat Stuff patron, visit patreon.com slash weeatstuff to check out all the packages we're offering and choose the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps us so much, and we'd like to hear from you if there are other awards you'd like to see. Please join us next week for another interview, but in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye!